0: Hey listeners, just wanted to take a moment and recognize the passing of David Warner. We recorded this a couple weeks back, so we don't refer to it at all during the episode, but just wanted to take a moment and recognize a icon of sci-fi and all of his contributions to the genre. It is timely to enjoy a classic work of his, like Tron, as I would hope you do while listening to this episode. Welcome to Who Are You? We are normally a Babylon 5 Watchcast, hosted by two friends who have gotten to each other over Babylon 5. I'm Jafar, And I'm Laura. But today, we are actually taking our mid-season movie break, where we watch a movie that has a or multiple cast members of Babylon 5, in this case, multiple, and review that instead just to get a break from Babylon 5, because... Fuck that show's heavy sometimes. <laughs> it's
1: also nice to see that our actors have more chops than just Babylon Five. Like they can they can do other stuff true. too. Most of them.
0: So we chose this one a while ago. I think this is actually one we had discussed even doing back in season one. And then we're like, well, we have to wait for season two because there's mm-hmm. Boxlitner's in it. Uh but we're reviewing Tron, and actually not when this comes out, but as of recording, two days ago was the fortieth anniversary Very of the film.
1: Very coincidental.
0: Yeah. Which we had no idea of when we were sitting down to record, or look at the release, or any of that. But Happy 40th birthday, are. Tron! Happy 40. <laughs> so we've got a few ties to Babylon 5 here. The most obvious of which is mm-hmm. Bruce Boxlitner, who is Tron, and Alan Brady. Peter Jurassic is in the first third of the film as Crom.
1: Yeah, he's a program.
0: But we also—he's he, actually a user.
1: I he was a program.
0: Yeah. No, that's the thing—is you think he's a program? Okay, a couple, we'll yeah, talk you're about gonna it have to fill to me all in. I think he's a user, and I've got no idea what he's doing there, but it has some interesting implications. <laughs> We've got David Warner, though—he's the true seeker yeah, from Grail. He's
1: back, showing us some bad guy moves.
0: Yeah, he's three roles in this film. He's Ed Dillinger, Sark, and the MCP.
1: Oh, he's also the MCP. The it's voice a little of the like MCP, yeah. modified, right? Yeah, it's
0: distorted. Yeah. But he's literally talking. This is really the David Warner
1: show, is what it actually is.
0: (laughs) This whole movie is very David Warner, and then we got one more. One more. Vince Dedrick Jr., who is one of the warriors, is credited as Warrior Number Two, is a brakiri in season four of Babylon (laughs) (laughs) Five, and interestingly enough, also the stunt coordinator for all of Star Trek Enterprise. Wow. Yep. I did some IMDb digging. You did.
1: You really did. And like everything, it seems like in our little Babylon 5 universe touches Star Trek in some way, like 90s Trek, Babylon 5. We got some 80s movies in here. Like it's it's a very small world. I mean, part
0: of that is probably because I look for it constantly. True. It's like admittedly,
1: it's that uh, bias where you want to see it. So you do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was just with the dentist today and I was actually talking about how I'm going to Star Trek Las Vegas uh-huh. and talked about Star Trek and the importance of my childhood and everything today, earlier today.
1: How did you have time to talk at the dentist? They're always in my mouth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, actually, my, my, my oral hygienist, full disclosure, is one of my very best friend's mother. Got it. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I come in, I get a hug. And like it's conversation and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's not just I'm there longer than I need to be. Let me put it that way.
1: The hygienist is always talking to me and I'm just like nodding because, mm-hmm. you know, you're working on my teeth, lady.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's tough.
1: OK, well, <laughs> we get to open up in Tron with what I can only assume is what the inside of a computer looks like, right?
0: I, I can say as an information technology professional that I could only possibly describe the introduction of this movie as the actual inside of a computer. You're right. It's fact. Before cutting to Flynn's Arcade and seeing a light cycle bout, uh, it's very just like, let's do a bunch of stuff that has no impact on anything. Yeah. Let's show you things that you're going to see.
1: Yeah, let's just show you some cool effects that we can do. And I love that this whole light cycle, this, this amazing looking... Mm-hmm. you know, neon landscape is based on snake <laughs> or whatever you call it. Slither.io. Have you heard of this?
0: Yes. Yeah. That's it's... online competitive snake. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, so the, is that how it shows up in Tron Legacy? <laughs> we'll have to do no. that one later. Oh, okay. I,
0: I do love Tron Legacy, though. It's a significantly better film in every regard. <laughs> Come at me, Internet. So, yeah, uh, in this initial light fight battle, Sark takes out, well, Sark actually does the WB, uh, the Warner Brothers studio a favor because he finds discount Ezra Miller where he's been finally found where he's been hiding Oh yeah. and takes him out. I'm sure that joke <laughs> is going to age terribly. It's the world's most dated looking CGI. Mm-hmm. And we get to meet a program who compiles for the accounting department yeah. He's an actuarial program that helps people save for retirement.
1: I thought that was cute. I was like, oh, this poor accounting program. He's been put in armor and he's in some sort of prison. And then Do You was... really
0: feel bad for the accounting program, do you? Do you <laughs> I like do. How much pain they've caused you over the years.
1: <laughs> I do, though, because he's he's just so friendly. This is a very friendly little Peter Juristic. <laughs> mm
0: hmm. It is a little friendly. Peter Jurassic. This whole scene is Blacklight Bowling Night. Mm -hmm. This whole movie is Blacklight Bowling Night, really. It really
1: is. Like, if it's not Blacklight Bowling Night, then it's just, you know, day in the 80s. Because we've got some, you know, just daytime scenes. But everything else, Blacklight
0: Night. I did watch this with Beth, Mm -hmm. who, uh, when Peter Jurassic comes on, she's all like, he looks familiar. And I'm all like, that's Alondo, the guy with the hair from Babylon 5 because she's only watched maybe 30 minutes of the pilot at this point. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I thought he was familiar, but it's hard to tell without his hair full of secrets. <laughs> and I had to write that down word for word because.
1: That's right. so good and accurate.
0: It's so good and accurate.
1: Well, the, the, now I know what we're saying about Londo's hair for the rest of forever.
0: Okay. Right. Uh, so this is Crom. He's talking to Ram mm-hmm. about believing in the user. We cut to a Jeff Bridges, so young I thought he was digitally de aged. And he's working with Clue, the best program at bowling ever written. And yeah. we get an action tank scene before getting captured and broken into bits.
1: I called these like machines claw machines, you know, the, the like tanks that you said. <laughs> Cause I just couldn't, but you're, you know, they could be the little like bowling pin thingies. Like. Yeah. Where they that's from the, the gym pins. sequence
0: of Big Lebowski. Yeah, I've seen that. It's like fly, when he's like f- the bowling ball flying between the legs and then it turns to him and he's slowly. Yeah, it's just like that. Those legs. That's it.
1: <laughs> Nailed it. I I thought this was a very not good design for our security, security tanks, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed very impractical.
0: The MCP calls in to Dillinger. It's like, summon him, fool me. And Dillinger with that neon helicopter has got that Tony Stark swag.
1: Mm-hmm. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> look at this thing with the, all the underlights and whatever you call that. Fancy. Yeah, that set off
0: a whole movement in automotive.
1: <laughs> right? They're all drag racing down 39th Street because 39th Street in Oklahoma City is is very bad for that. And I guess it's actually on one of those underground drag race shows. Oh. Not, not, not you know, RuPaul drag race, but like the other kind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do they, I've never watched RuPaul's drag race. Tell me they go drag racing at what point in drag race. <laughs> they should please.
1: absolutely. And if they haven't done that yet, you would just go ahead and then, you know, enjoy the idea. It's Someone free. In this one's a freebie. Please
0: <laughs> please tell us.
1: Anyway.
0: <laughs> so he's, he, Dillinger comes in and logs onto a system and his password is master period Mm -hmm. this this is a terrible password
1: this is a bad password what a what a bad it guy this person is that's yeah. that's how you can tell he's the the bad guy right
0: because he's actually
1: (laughs) he's not actually good at it the bad guy
0: (laughs) in my life is anyone whose password is master period hundred (laughs) percent
1: yeah so he gets to just like chat with his computer with his tandy And get bossed around a lot by it. Apparently there's somebody named Flynn, which that's Jeff Bridges, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Poking around and he's looking for something. And Master Control Program does not like it.
0: Yeah, this felt like, between the weird suit, the commanding attitude, I haven't seen Fifty Shades of Grey, but this felt (laughs) like a scene out of Fifty Shades of Grey to me.
1: (laughs) This is probably better than Fifty Shades of Grey.
0: (laughs) At some point, I'm going to watch it just so I can be in on the jokes I make. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: that's not anytime soon.
1: Yeah. No, we're not that desperate yet. No. (laughs) Fifty Shades movie break.
0: (laughs) No, thanks. No, thanks. No, 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 no. I don't want to have to. If I watch those movies, I sure should don't want to have to talk about it. Make a podcast
1: (laughs) about it. Yeah.
0: That could be our Paul Blart mall cop.
1: We just watch Fifty Shades every year.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, uh. oh, man! Hmm.
1: That's that's an idea,
0: dear listener. If you're excited about this idea, it's yours, and by that <laughs> I mean I'm not I'm not suggesting it is yours. Mm-hmm. I, I burden you with this glorious purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my problem. I don't do romance. My tastes are very singular.
1: We cut to a guy with some 90s glasses on, and I wrote down here, Holy shit, it's Box Lightner! because I did not recognize him behind these massive <laughs> 90s glasses.
0: <laughs> I feel like they all have that ridiculous look, so that it's easier to tell them apart from their programs.
1: Yeah, that they've exaggerated it a little bit, like their humanness. Yeah.
0: The, yeah. the giant glasses and the, the haircuts are bad, and maybe that's just mm-hmm. nerds in the 80s. Yeah, could be. <laughs> yep, it's Ellen Brody, whose Tron Program, who has been seized by Dillinger. Uh, did you see how big this office is? Like, do you look in the background? There's thousands of cubicles in this thing. It's like yeah. it's out of the Matrix. It's crazy.
1: It's a real cubicle farm. Like, I was sitting yeah. there going, oh, I didn't know that the cubicle farm had already happened back then.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. But they're not sharing because it's the 80s and a more opulent time awesome awesome to the max Mm, indeed alan goes to see dillinger who is told to sit on his hands for a few days at the office yeah his uh, tron program has security on all systems including over the mcp the mcp lets dillinger know that that is going to be a problem end of line
1: i thought this was wild so we we have taken away all Group 7 personnel access because some something or someone has been tampering with stuff. And you're just going to sit around here for a while. Like, why would why would we let you in the building at all if we were worried about all of Group 7?
0: <laughs> like, I mean, if the access is shut off, then they can't do anything.
1: Yeah, I don't know. You I might want like, them
0: in the building so when you find out who it is, you can have them arrested <laughs> or fired, you know. You don't have to fire someone remote. It sucks.
1: Mm, I
0: can only imagine. Anyway, Alan goes down to the frickin' laser bay. You know, I have one simple request. And that is to have sharks with frickin' laser beams attached to their heads. Where they all have to clear out and watch as they figure out the first part of transporting from Star Trek.
1: You know, I thought this was crazy. So we're just zapping things with lasers in addition to whatever IT stuff we do. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. uh, that's how you know it's the eighties.
0: Alan starts talking to a scientist down there and the elderly one who we found out is who we later find out is the founder of the company notes that when computers start thinking, people will stop. Mm. Uh about mm. that. I've got some bad news for you, 1982, because computers don't think like you were predicting they would when you made this statement. Mm -hmm. But the other half has definitely come true. Yeah,
1: we definitely don't think as hard as we used to.
0: No. Anyways, uh, Laura mentions Flynn having the same access and maybe they should go see him. So they go to his arcade to warn him. Uh, they wander around the arcade while Ellen continues to be passive aggressive about Laura's past with Flynn in a very not cool way. Yeah. There's a lot of that in this There really minutes.
1: Is, this whole thing is very weird about the female character. She's very yeah. obviously property of men in all forms it of the story. It is very not okay. Yeah. It's, it's very weird. But you know what? Flynn's place looks really hopping. Like, this yeah. is the coolest arcade I've ever seen. It's almost like a casino. It's got that many people and that much activity.
0: They go up to his bedroom upstairs in the arcade, which (laughs) I couldn't sleep. Fuck. Yeah, it Uh, wouldn't
1: be very peaceful, but.
0: Bruce makes a comment about being a space cowboy that he's going to regret in about a decade. We get some more awkward comments about Laura until Bridges breaks out the Rocky and Bullwinkle references.
1: All is going according to plan, fearless leader. Good, good
0: about what his intentions exactly are. He mm-hmm. invented a bunch of games that Diliger stole and used to get promoted. They can't do much now, but if they can get Flynn in the building, he can get group six access and then they can set Tron on the case to find the file and the evidence.
1: Yeah, that whole thing was hard for me to follow. It was like, suddenly we're, we've figured out we're going to break in.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Throughout this whole thing, actually, I referred to Laura as girlfriend because. They did not make her important. She was just girlfriend the whole time.
0: I don't know that they say her name, <laughs> yeah. to be perfectly honest. I, they say the her program's name once. And I don't know that they say her name the entire movie. I just know it because IMDb.
1: Yeah, that's. I felt that. I, I, yeah. If they said it, I didn't catch it. It was fast. So she's got the keys. They're all going to go get inside.
0: Yeah. Back in Dillinger's office, the older scientist comes off the set of Pet Cemetery. To tell the senior exec that people need to be able to work and that the MCP is the problem,
1: mm-hmm. he
0: threatens to send Wozniak back to the garage, while Flynn's Kim Possible, Laura's Ron Stoppable, and Alan's naked mole rat break into the building. <laughs> That's a good reference. That was that was another Beth joke. Thank you. This door they opened, by the way, is so dummy thick it's about to be in the next major laser video. This door <laughs> is huge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the set on this whole thing is pretty like over the top. For sure. Like,
0: huge well, they only needed like and... three sets. So. Yeah. They needed um, Dillinger's office, Flynn's arcade, and the laser beams, and a couple cubicles that I'm sure they just had somewhere.
1: <laughs> so the MCP is also threatening Dillinger with taking over the world. Um, it's straight
0: up become Metal Gear plot time. Otacon.
1: He's decided he could run the world nine hundred to twelve hundred times more efficiently than humans. He's very specific.
0: Tears for fear style. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I'm I'm how are you feeling about MCP for world leader right now?
0: Well, we've already elected one arrogant jackass in this country to the president. <laughs> I'd like to not live to see another. Yeah. Yeah. And to be absolutely clear, we've elected several over the last couple hundred years, so I won't get into that right now. It's just a little fresh.
1: Well, he's going to Skynet, so but he's not Skynet yet because security at this place is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) They've gotten into the server rooms without being noticed.
0: Yes. And man, these server rooms are so archaic. It filled me with so much joy.
1: (laughs) There's a big nostalgia there.
0: If this is what a server room ever actually looked like, it's just so open and like, There's just a couple of aisleways, and there's no hot, cold aisles, and there's no mass cable wiring rigs, Mm -hmm. and it's too clean. (laughs) (laughs) I've been in real server rooms, all right? That dark shit. (laughs) It is not cable management. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Anyways, Alan's in his office, and we get a nice Kalatu Nick two up on the wall, (laughs) which is the day the Earth stood still. I Mm appreciate.
1: Nice reference.
0: And then the MCP says he needs that Chinese language pack installed. Stat for <laughs> yeah. reasons. End of line. Don't worry about it. <laughs> now Flynn enters a password here. By the way, oh, do we know? know do we you, get to see this one? We see Flynn's password is PS seventeen reindeer flotilla. That's a good password. That not sounds like a password. lot of
1: characters.
0: Yeah, it is a lot of characters, and that's good. And they're not all direct English language words by having the PS. So it yeah. is a solid password. It's bordering on passphrase, which is the preferred method. If we're mm-hmm. being perfectly honest, special characters don't mean anything. It's about number characters, mm-hmm. but much better password.
1: This has been digital safety tips with Jafer.
0: I will go on a rant about why passwords are good and bad to anyone who will listen because mm-hmm. I've, I've had to do it professionally a number of times. When I've seen new clients' password restrictions, and I'm all like, well, we're changing these.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much all of the ones that I have to use have moved to that, you know, you have got to have nine to 12 character password plus some sort of token.
0: The token is the big help. Uh I'd say token is more important than nine character minimum. I would say token is more important than special characters. Yeah. So he gets into the system only to have the MCP catch him immediately And then he gets cut into tiny pieces by a laser, and I totally remember this scene from Cube. Check out Michael Flynn, nerd computer whiz, was creeping on the MCP and got zapped in cyberspace. Anyone? Freakazoid? Just me? That's okay.
1: Okay, I'm going to have to do some Googling later. I thought that this was a very 2001-esque scene of, like, we're tunneling into digitization instead of space.
0: That's fair. I mean, I'm sure it was inspired by... Mhm. It's hard not to be inspired by that movie, especially in 1982.
1: Right. And doing anything vaguely sci-fi.
0: I would like to just say, uh once again speaking with professional authority, this is exactly what it's like inside of a computer.
1: Yeah, somehow you know, Flynn figures it out. He's in the computer. In the computer.
0: It's so simple. Yep. He's
1: surrounded by these security programs that zap him with cattle prods. <laughs> <laughs>
0: MCP tells Sark to fuck with Flynn until he dies. No other programs say end of line, by the way. It's a terrible email signature. End uh, of
1: line? I'm going to put that on my email signature. <laughs> end, end of, of line. Of line <laughs> comma.
0: Traverian's <laughs> phone dump. There we go. <laughs> Flynn meets Ram, and we get a little info dump about how the training will work. while Tron does his best Xena warrior princess throwing his disc around. Krom and Flynn play the worst America Gladiators game ever created. <laughs> And I have a question. I I did not research, so this is just a Google away. Okay, shame on me. Did they sell those giant arm things as toys for kids? I mean, those if they giant didn't. sleeves that come up to your elbow that are the giant catchers to throw balls. Uh huh. I really if hope they, they did.
1: If they didn't, someone really missed out on an opportunity. Yeah. Like yeah, that was those were wild. I guess, so it seemed like if the ball hit the disc, then the disc was going to disappear, mm-hmm. right? The, sorry, the, the discs underneath their feet, because yeah, we also so have the discs that they throw.
0: The discs that you throw aren't in the game. So it's, they're throwing a ball, and you knock mm-hmm. the ground out from underneath them. It's like a breakout, you know, the game where you bounce the ball around to destroy the tiles. Oh, yeah. Only yeah, your like opponent that. is standing on those tiles.
1: Yeah, so very brutal.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, so Crom. I said we'd get to it later, by the way. I think Crom is a user. So okay. there are a couple of things here. Crom does not identify himself as a program. Ram is the actuarial program. Crom does not identify what he does, rather his department, which is accounting.
1: Uh-huh, right.
0: Now there's two things that make it a real selling point for me. The first is his outfit is the same as Flynn's with the like half over kind of like almost an OB thing over their chest piece. They're the only two characters who have that in the whole movie. Everyone else has like the fully digitized chest piece.
1: Okay. You know what he could be? Here's, let's Hmm. put a little headcanon onto this. He's like the guy in accounting who's checking the receipts. And he's figured out that something ain't right.
0: (laughs) More than likely. There is... One other side of this, though, which is when Sark sends him to the games, he says send him against one of his own. (sighs) Also, they both glow light blue and all the other programs glow red or dark blue, depending on their belief in the user.
1: Oh, good point.
0: So I do believe he is actually a user.
1: Man, that's so sad. He's just the little accounting guy who was like, I think there's something wrong. I think somebody's spending the funds inappropriately. And then he gets zapped by the MCP and put into the game so he he doesn't get in trouble. Oh, man, that's crazy.
0: So after this, Flynn meets Tron and Ram. And Tron is all, keep your user's name out of your mouth until (laughs) Flynn makes it clear that they are aligned. They start the light bikes. This is gold leader. 35. Flynn, Tron, and Ram win the light bikes and proceed to escape from the arena. They see something in the distance, which is later identified as an input-output tower to talk to the outside world. And then they drink some, like, electricity water? I don't yes, know entirely I what I wondered this what, is. what that
1: was. It definitely seems like it's implied that it's electricity, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, they refer to it as power.
1: Mm-hmm. It definitely, like, recharges them. Mm -hmm. they've got some tanks that are still following them though they've they've gotten Mm -hmm. away but the tanks are are on their way but they still have the light cycles so they give another chase one of the tanks explodes a bridge yep which takes out flynn and ram
0: yep tron thinks they're dead slashed derezzed how we call dead people Mm -hmm. but they actually sneak out and avoid mcp's warriors flynn carries ram To a hiding spot, which turns out to be a watcher that Flynn repairs. Ram can't believe it. Flynn is a user and then dies of shock.
1: He dies of a broken heart.
0: (laughs) Right. He lost the will to live. Straight up force
1: ghosts. (laughs) This is
0: exactly what happens to your Ram when you open up 20 chrome tabs, by the way.
1: Been there. (laughs) So Tron is trying to find a way to get to the MCP. Flynn has repaired his claw ship. But it's very broken and unstable. Like he's banging into shit. He's not balanced.
0: Is he, is that it's unstable, or is it that he's bad at it?
1: Oh, I thought I thought that you know because it's like heavier on one side that he like can't control it.
0: That's fair. It could
1: be could be a little of both.
0: Benefit of the doubt. He does say it's like a game controller, and he is the best at video games.
1: I mean, obviously, we saw him in Flynn's. He's the yeah. best at video games. Flynn runs into this little program thing that speaks in yes no and yeah I guess he meets it's his destiny ghost his destiny ghost
0: yeah if that if that lands with you you're cheering and if you don't get it I don't blame you. <laughs> I've <laughs> I've put way too many hours into that game. I um, thought
1: looking at this that, that his little destiny ghost was gonna be important and in some way. No. Nope. And it was not.
0: <laughs> not at all. We get a scene at the transport station where Yori, which is Lori's life work transporter program, and Tron, you unite. Okay. And this is like the nerd version of making your Barbies kiss because they're dating. <laughs> yeah, it is, Oh, isn't our it? programs are so cute. Do you think our programs are in love like us? Yeah. Do you think our programs kiss? <laughs> that is so nerdy. We get to the, uh, Flynn uh, runs his, uh, his ship into the input-output tower. And at this point, we meet the programs that do the weird stuff. We do the weird stuff. We've got a light bulb. We've got alligator cousin It. We've got a partially melted connect, We've got the bastard child of Prince and a jellyfish. And some monks. It's quite an allotment that only appear for three seconds and then never again.
1: There's a lot of really fast stuff that it's like, whoa.
0: <laughs> what is going on right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this lot, whole movie. A, a lot of shit could fly in 1982 filmmaking because after this, Flynn runs up a platform into the red light district where he then jumps a guard and downloads a DLC alt costume for about a thousand zenny and is now mm-hmm. glowing red.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So now we know he's in disguise because now he's yeah. glowing
0: red. <laughs> Tron and Yuri make their way all sneaky like to the third stage space navigator, Drummond. He's jaded as fuck, but he lets Tron pass. Tron releases his identity disc and transmits it off, and Alan returns it with the delete codes for the MCP.
1: I think he calls this the Freedom Code, right?
0: <laughs> or maybe, maybe
1: that was just me. I put in my notes Freedom Code. They're going to get freedom out of this is the
0: point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now they just got to get to the MCP. So Tron and Yori get on the Bajoran sailship to catch a ride.
1: I knew I recognized that from somewhere.
0: Right. The battleship Yamato is in hot pursuit until Chewie hits the hyperspace. The MCP gives Sark shit while Tron saves Flynn. Flynn reveals that he is a user. Sark decides to torture Dermont. And we get some random non-CGI animation of spider programs that never show up again. There's a
1: lot of random. I know I just said it, but... It's, what is going really, on in
0: this movie?
1: It was really hard. I I said this off pod, but I'm going to say it on pod too. It was really hard to take notes on this episode, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and we watched this with our son because you know he he saw the neon colors and was like, "Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I'll I'll hang out for this." Yeah. Um, at the end, he's he said, "I don't understand any of this movie," which <laughs> part of that is he doesn't quite have the context that we have. Not you mm-hmm. know having been around back in the before times. yeah. But part of it is it's just very hard to follow. But he did watch the trailer for Tron Legacy and he wants to watch that one. So we'll get
0: there. Yeah. It's a much better movie. And the soundtrack is bomb.
1: Yeah. I can see why this one has a following, you know, because Tron does have a following. But yeah. I, wow. It was really hard to take notes.
0: For sure. Jeff Bridges uses his arm to go over the line. Oh! and connect power conduits to let them escape a power surge uh-huh. and continue heading towards the MCP.
1: Okay, did we did did Flynn meet Tron and the girlfriend yet? Yeah. Okay, sorry. I was just going to point out that Flynn is still a creep about it.
0: He is. <laughs> He's a creep. He's totally about... a creep about it. He's a creep about it even more in a minute, too.
1: Yep. Well, let's get there. Okay, so Sarkist has tortured Dermond, and mm-hmm. he mentions that the MCP used to be a chess program.
0: Yeah. Well, it and used to be in the 80s, they thought those were the most advanced programs because chess was the most advanced game. Mm-hmm. And there was the whole thing about IBM's supercomputers facing like chess champions yes. and the chess champions still winning and stuff. Mm-hmm. Back then, the chess champions still won.
1: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we've got onto the other line. We're going somewhere yep. else.
0: The the Bajoran starship gets blown up. They think Tron is killed, but he just gets knocked away as Yuri and Flynn are captured. Everyone yes. finally arrives at the MCP. The ship begins to de-res as everyone is disembarked and makes their way to Moses.
1: I desire
0: popcorn necklaces. Tron calls out Sark, and then they play the world's most dangerous version of Ultimate Frisbee. His Tron mm-hmm. straight up brain Sark, just like Frisbee right in the head, and he starts bleeding glitter. Yeah. MCP raises a shield, so Tron cannot hit him where he needs to hit him in the special spot, his weak spot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then raises Sark from the dead to make him giant. And then Yuri and Flynn on the ship up above kiss. In a for scene some with- reason. It's <laughs> like that episode of Buffy where Warren makes the robot of his ex-girlfriend, but, like, in Comic Sans. Like, it just does not work. But neither <laughs> that episode, but, like, it's not. It's not okay, Flynn. It's weird. It's yes. weird.
1: It's weird, and it doesn't really have a reason for happening. So Flynn, like, leaps into the beam. To help yeah. Tron.
0: it They say it damages the MCP, but it turns him blue, mm-hmm. which according to the logic of the rest of the movie means that the MCP now believes in the user. Right. It, it opens up a hole in his shields and allows Tron to score an ace, just de the MCP, allowing Flynn to get the file that he needed. And then they just kind of like return to the real world instantly and uh, the good guys just win, I guess. And that's just yeah. the end of the movie. It happened so quick. I had to rewind it twice, and I'm just like, "Is that <laughs> is that the end? There wasn't there wasn't anything else. Just Dillinger yeah. knows that he the, Flynn has the file, and there's a time lapse of I'm guessing like L.A. or wherever it's taking place.
1: And like <laughs> Tron reunites with the girlfriend character, the girlfriend program. Excuse yeah. me. And she kisses him then too.
0: So I'm just like and tells him that we thought you were dead. Like that makes oh, I thought you were dead for thirty hmm. seconds. So I kissed this other dude, but he yeah, it's it's so fucked. The whole thing is so fucked. And that's the movie. That's the whole movie.
1: Yeah. So if you haven't watched Tron and you're just listening to this episode for fun, uh, you don't need to watch Tron now. <laughs>
0: We did you a favor. Watch Tron Legacy. It's basically the same movie, but 10 times better. I tried to picture clusters of information as they move through the computer.
1: And you still get a little Bruce Box Lightner in Tron Legacy, but it was Mm -hmm. very traumatizing for me to see him in old man white tennis shoes. That was very hard for me. (laughs) (laughs) So be warned.
0: We all have our cross to bear.
1: Oh boy! So, what'd you think of Tron, Jafarier?
0: You know what? As a kid, I liked this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, I guess the it's not even like the bad CGI is what ruins this movie. It's just funny to me at this point. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the pacing is really weird. It feels like the last third of the movie is them on the light ship. Like that that whole part lasts like thirty minutes for no reason. It's mm-hmm. not a terribly long movie. It's ninety minutes, and then it just kind of stops and picks up and ends and it's just very weird it's just very awkwardly cut and if that was done on purpose to make it feel not natural and you told me that was the goal and that it did its job cool it definitely did its job uh but by modern movie making standards this editing is miserable
1: Yeah, so uh, this kind of reminded me, my son has watched some crazy bad stuff, as kids often do, Mm -hmm. right, when they're little. So there was a uh, like a Netflix movie that he watched a bunch when he was like three or four years old, you know, when when kids aren't really processing.
0: You watch the same thing a hundred times because you don't understand the story enough until you've watched it that many times.
1: Yeah, and like they can watch the same thing three or four times a day and Mm -hmm. not not bad an eye at it. There was it was some Netflix movie that was so terrible and you could tell it had been written. It was an animation and it had been written and made in some other country where English speaking is not necessarily the first language. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like a bunch of random shit strung together by the flimsiest thread. And this kinda has that element to it, but not nearly as egregious. Oh my gosh. It's it's, rough. it's not a Netflix animation like that but it just reminded me kind of of that thing and i was like yeah this is definitely for kids because it's a lot of lights flashing yeah (laughs) like does this movie come with an epilepsy warning because it almost should because of all these neon colors and flashings and And
0: i didn't google this uh, but i have to imagine the special effects at the time whenever you saw light effects like this those were like drawn on film or like in the case of lightsabers, they were scraped off frame by frame. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh huh. Yeah.
0: Is that how they did all the light suits?
1: Oh, I hope not.
0: It's not like EL wire existed back then. Like yeah. for *Tron Legacy*, they had EL wire, so you just did it as part of the outfits, and it was just what you were wearing. Because uh-huh. EL wire is so fucking cool, by the way.
1: Yeah, I mean it's really cool. Did didn't you put some on a jacket? I did. Yeah, or... I've got
0: a my like my yeah. show jacket. It is a bunch of I saw EL that on wire. Facebook, yeah, yeah, I've got the David Bowie lightning bolt on the back and I've got like EL wire mm-hmm. shoulder pads and like epaulets and stuff that I made out of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's cool. And I the the visual effects in this movie, if you told me that they're groundbreaking, I would totally believe it. Like yeah. this feels like a groundbreaking movie in that sort of, you know, old CGI way. Yeah, um, if if we didn't
0: have this movie You're not coming for the plot. Yeah, if we if we didn't have this movie, would we have gotten, you know, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, like with the CGI yeah. and stuff. Would you used? have gotten
1: would you have gotten, you know, Star Wars Phantom Menace?
0: Yeah, would we have gotten like, uh Final Fantasy, the Spirits Within? Maybe it's not all bad. Um, but <laughs> yeah, there's I mean, if it was the first, if it you know, it was pioneering or whatever, then it gets credit for that for sure. And mm-hmm. like I said, the effects...
1: Also, Jeff Bridges is a delight. Yeah,
0: the effects aren't the problem with this movie, 100%. Are they dated, no. of course? But they're mm-hmm. dated in a way that, especially because of a combination of nostalgia and then embracing things like 8-bit and 16-bit as art styles, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel weird. You're just like, oh, this is the art style, and you move on with your life. It's like when you've watch, when you watched enough like animation to be able to take it seriously as a medium instead of it's for kids. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you've watched enough anime to go, oh, it's just, it's animated like this. You know, you could just dismiss it and yeah. understand it. That's the art style and move on. It's 100% the pacing and the editing that are just miserable.
1: A little bit of script in there for me. Fair enough. <laughs> with our, oh, yeah. with our oh, girlfriend yeah. and character the, who's the, meaningless. Yeah, the
0: treatment of, I don't even want to say the treatment of women because it implies that they were considered. Uh, and
1: you can't even say women because it's woman.
0: Woman. <laughs>
1: uh yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad we
0: did it. We did the thing. And we
1: we knocked out three characters and one bit part yeah. <laughs> of Babylon 5 with this one movie. So congrats. Yeah.
0: We'll we'll figure out next seasons later. Not sub yeah. two.
1: We've got some we've got some ideas. <laughs> probably that not Greece,
0: but maybe Greece. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but next week we've got season two, episode twelve, acts of sacrifice. Mounting tensions between the Narn and the Centauri are reflected in conflicts on Babylon 5, a mysterious race visits the station to consider joining Earth Alliance.
1: I think I know which episode this is. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I am.
0: I don't, (laughs) so I'll see when I get there.
1: Okay. All right. I'm excited. Thank you to jeremysigel42.bandcamp.com for our wonderful theme music.
0: Thank you to Angry Duck Time Machine for our wonderful art. And uh, you want to send us an email? You can send us an email. We got an email. You can send us an email. Who are you? p 5 at gmail.com. Go ahead, send us an email. Uh, get on our Discord, join the community there.
1: Yeah, we'd love to have you and give us your thoughts on Trump.
0: <laughs> we'll see you next week, Internet.
1: Bye.